0: Section 11 of Essays, Book 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Malone. Essays, Book 3 by Michel de Montaigne. Translated by Charles Cotton. Upon a few verses of Virgil whilst the verses of these two poets treat so reservedly and discreetly of wantonness as they do methinks they discover it much more openly ladies cover their necks with network priests cover several sacred things and painters shadow their pictures to give them greater lustre and to said that the sun and wind strike more violently by reflection than in a direct line The Egyptian wisely answered him who asked him what he had under his cloak. It is hid under my cloak, said he, that thou mayest not know what it is. But there are certain other things that people hide only to show them. Hear that one who speaks plainer, et nudum pressi corpus adusque meum, and pressed her naked body to mine, or... My body I applied even to her naked side. Ovid Amores 1.5.24 Methinks that he emasculates me. Let Marshall turn up Venus as high as he may. He cannot show her so naked. He who says all that is to be said gluts and disgusts us. He who is afraid to express himself draws us on to guess it more than is meant. There is treachery in this sort of modesty, and especially when they half open, as these do, so fair a path to imagination. Both the action and description should relish of theft. The more respectful, more timorous, more coy, and secret love of the Spaniards and Italians pleases me. I know not who of old wished his throat as long as that of a crane. THAT HE MIGHT THE LONGER TASTE WHAT HE SWALLOWED. IT HAD BEEN BETTER WISHED AS TO THIS QUICK AND PRECIPITOUS PLEASURE, ESPECIALLY IN SUCH MATTERS AS MINE THAT HAVE THE FAULT OF BEING TOO PROMPT TO STAY ITS FLIGHT AND DELAY IT WITH PREAMBLES. ALL THINGS, A GLANCE, A BOW, A WORD, A SIGN, STAND FOR FAVOR AND recompense BETWEEN THEM were it not an excellent piece of thrift in him who could dine on the steam of the roast. "'Tis a passion that mixes with very little solid essence, far more vanity and feverish raving, and we should serve and pay it accordingly. Let us teach the ladies to set a better value and esteem upon themselves, to amuse and fool us. We give the last charge at their first onset." The French impetuosity will still show itself. By spinning out their favors, and exposing them in small parcels, even miserable old age itself will find some little share of reward, according to its worth and merit. He who has no fruition but in fruition, who wins nothing unless he sweeps the stakes, who takes no pleasure in the chase but in the quarry ought not to introduce himself in our school. The more step and degrees there are, so much higher and more honorable is the uppermost seat. We should take a pleasure in being conducted to it, as in magnificent palaces, by various porticoes and passages, long and pleasant galleries, and many windings. This disposition of things would turn to our advantage we should there longer stay and longer love. Without hope and without desire we proceed not worth a pin. Our conquest and entire possession is what they ought infinitely to dread. When they wholly surrender themselves up to the mercy of our fidelity and constancy, they run a mighty hazard. They are virtues very rare and hard to be found. The ladies are no sooner ours than we are no more theirs. Posquam cupidae mentis satiata libid est, nihil metuer, nihil perioria curant. When our desires are once satisfied, we care little for oaths and promises. Catullus 44, 147. And Thrasonides, a young man of Greece, was so in love with his passion that having gained a mistress's consent he refused to enjoy her that he might not by fruition quench and stupefy the unquiet ardour of which he was so proud and with which he so fed himself dearness is a good sauce to meet do but observe how much the manner of salutation particular to our nation has by its facilities made kisses which socrates says are so powerful and dangerous for the stealing of hearts of no esteem it is a displeasing custom and injurious for the ladies that they must be obliged to lend their lips to every fellow who has three footmen at his heels however ill-favoured he may be in himself cuius libida caninis Dependet glacies riget barba kentum malo coni lunguis, and we ourselves barely gain by it, for as the world is divided for three beautiful women, we must kiss fifty ugly ones, and to a tender stomach, like those of my age, an ill kiss overpays a good one. In Italy. They passionately court even their common women who sell themselves for money, and justify the doing so by saying that there are degrees of fruition, and that by such service they would procure for themselves that which is most entire. The women sell nothing but their bodies. The will is too free and too much of its own to be exposed to sale. So that these say... "'Tis the will they undertake, and they have reason. "'Tis indeed the will that we are to serve and gain by wooing. "'I abhor to imagine mine a body without affection. "'And this madness is, methinks, cousin germane to that of the boy "'who would needs pollute the beautiful statue of Venus made by Praxiteles, "'or that of the furious Egyptian.' who violated the dead carcass of a woman he was embalming, which was the occasion of the law then made in Egypt that the corpses of the beautiful young women, of those of good quality, should be kept three days before they should be delivered to those whose office it was to take care for the interment. Periander did more wonderfully, who extended his conjugal affection, more regular and legitimate, to the enjoyment of his wife, Melissa, after she was dead. Does it not seem a lunatic humor in the moon, seeing she could no otherwise enjoy her darling Endymion, to lay him for several months asleep, and to please herself with the fruition of a boy who stirred not but in his sleep? I likewise say that we love a body without a soul or sentiment when we love a body without its consent and desire. All enjoyments are not alike. There are some that are hectic and languishing. A thousand other causes, besides goodwill, may procure us this favor from the ladies. This is not a sufficient testimony of affection. Treachery may lurk there, as well as elsewhere. They sometimes go to it by halves. Tom Quantura medumque parent ABSENTEM MARMORIUMWE putes as if they are preparing frankincense and wine, you might think their absent or marble marshal eleven one o three twelve and fifty nine eight I know some who had rather lend that than their coach and who only impart themselves that way. You are to examine whether your company pleases them upon any other account, or, as some strong chinned groom, for that only. In what degree of favour and esteem you are with them? Tibi si datur uni, quem lapide illadiem candidiore notat. Therefore, That is enough if that day alone is given us which she marks with a white stone. Catullus, 48, 147. What if they eat your bread with a sauce of a more pleasing imagination? Te tenet absentes alios suspirat amores. She has you in her arms. Her thoughts are with other absent lovers. What? Have we not seen one in these days of ours who made use of this act for the purpose of a most horrid revenge, by that means to kill and poison, as he did, a worthy lady? Such as know Italy will not think it strange if, for this subject, I seek not elsewhere for examples." FOR THAT NATION MAY BE CALLED THE REGENT OF THE WORLD IN THIS. THEY HAVE MORE GENERALLY HANDSOME AND FEWER UGLY WOMEN THAN WE. BUT FOR RARE AND EXCELLENT BEAUTIES WE HAVE AS MANY AS THEY. I THINK THE SAME OF THEIR INTELLECTS. OF THOSE OF THE COMMON SORT THEY HAVE EVIDENTLY FAR MORE BRUTISHNESS IS immeasurably RARER THAN HERE. BUT IN INDIVIDUAL CHARACTERS OF THE HIGHEST FORM WE ARE NOTHING INDEBTED TO THEM. If I should carry on the comparison, I might say, as touching valor, that, on the contrary, it is, to what it is with them, common and natural with us, but uh, sometimes we see them possessed of it to such a degree as surpasses the greatest examples we can produce. The marriages of that country are defective in this. Their custom commonly imposes so rude and so slavish a law upon the women that the most distant acquaintance with a stranger is as capital an offense as the most intimate. So that all approaches being rendered necessarily substantial, and seeing that all comes to one account, they have no hard choice to make. And when they have broken down the fence, we may safely presume they get on fire luxuria ipsis sicut ferra bestia irritata dende emissa like a wild beast being more excited by being bound breaks from his chains with greater wildness livy thirty four four they must give them a little more rain we nuper equum contra frena tenacem. Ore reluctanti fulminis irimoro. I saw the other day a horse struggling against his bit, rush like a thunderbolt. Ovid Amores three four thirteen. The desire of company is allayed by giving it a little liberty. We are pretty much in the same case. They are in extreme constraint; we in license. "'Tis a good custom we have in France "'that our sons are received into the best families, "'there to be entertained and bred up pages, "'as in a school of nobility. "'And tis looked upon as a discourtesy "'and an affront to refuse this to a gentleman. "'I have taken notice, for so many families, "'so many differing forms, "'that the ladies who have been strictest with their maids have had no better luck than those who allowed them a greater liberty there should be moderation in these things one must leave a great deal of their conduct to their own discretion for when all comes to all no discipline can curb them throughout but it is true withal that she who comes off with flying colors from a school of liberty brings with her whereon to repose more confidence than she who comes away from a severe and strict school. Our fathers dressed up their daughters' looks in bashfulness and fear, their courage and desires being the same. We ours in confidence and assurance. We understand nothing of the matter. We must leave it to the Sarmatian women, who may not lie with a man till with their own hands they have first killed another in battle. For me, who have no other title left me to these things but by the ears, tis sufficient if, according to the privilege of my age, they retain me for one of their counsel. I advise them, then, and uh, us men, too, to abstinence. But if the age we live in will not endure it, at least modesty and discretion. For, as in the story of Aristippus, who... Speaking to some young men who blushed to see him go into a scandalous house said The vice is in not coming out not in going in Let her who has no care of her conscience have yet some regard to her reputation Though she be rotten within let her carry a fair outside at least I commend a gradation and delay in bestowing their favors Plato declares that, in all sorts of love, facility and promptness are forbidden to the defendant. Tis a sign of eagerness which they ought to disguise with all the art they have, so rashly, wholly, and overhand to surrender themselves. In carrying themselves orderly and measuredly in the granting their last favors, they much more allure our desires and hide their own. Let them still fly before us, even those who have most mind to be overtaken. They better conquer us by flying, as the Scythians did. To say the truth, according to the law that nature has opposed upon them, it is not properly for them either to will or desire. Their part is to suffer, obey, and consent and for this it is that nature has given them a perpetual capacity which in us is but at times and uncertain they are always fit for the encounter they may be always ready when we are so potty naughty born to suffer seneca epistles 95 and whereas she has ordered that our appetites shall be manifest by a prominent demonstration she would have theirs to be hidden and concealed within, and has furnished them with parts improper for ostentation, and simply defensive. Such proceedings as this that follows must be left to the Amazonian license. Alexander marching his army through Hyrcania, Thelestris, queen of the Amazons, came with three hundred light horse of her own sex, well mounted and armed having left the remainder of a very great army that followed her behind the neighboring mountains to give him a visit, where she publicly and in plain terms told him that the fame of his valor and victories had brought her thither to see him, and to make him an offer of her forces to assist him in the pursuit of his enterprises, and that, finding him so handsome, young, and vigorous, she, who was also perfect in all those qualities, advised that they might lie together, to the end that uh, from the most valiant woman of the world, and the bravest man then living, there might spring some great and wonderful issue for the time to come. Alexander returned her thanks for all the rest, but, to give leisure for the accomplishment of her last demand, he detained her thirteen days in that palace which were spent in royal feasting and jollity, for the welcome of so courageous a princess. We are, almost throughout, unjust judges of their actions, as they are of ours. I confess the truth when it makes against me, as well as when tis on my side. Tis an abominable intemperance that pushes them on so often to change, and that will not let them limit their affection to any one person whatever, as is evident in that goddess to whom are attributed is so many changes and so many lovers. But 'tis true withal that tis contrary to the nature of love if it be not violent, and contrary to the nature of violence if it be constant. And they who wonder, exclaim, and keep such a clutter to find out the causes of this frailty of theirs as unnatural and not to be believed. How comes it to pass they do not discern how often they are themselves guilty of the same without any astonishment or miracle at all? It would, peradventure, be more strange to see the passion fixed tis not a simply corporeal passion. If there be no end to avarice and ambition, there is doubtless no more in desire. It still lives after satiety, and tis impossible to prescribe either constant satisfaction or end. It ever goes beyond its possession and by that means inconstancy peradventure is in some sort more pardonable in them than in us they may plead as well as we the inclination to variety and novelty common to us both and secondly without us that they buy a cat in a sack joanna queen of naples caused her first husband andrews to be hanged at the bars of her window in a halter of gold and silk, woven with her own hand, because in matrimonial performances she neither found his parts nor abilities answer the expectations she had conceived from his stature, beauty, youth, and activity, by which she had been caught and deceived. They may say there is more pains required in doing than in suffering and so they are on their part always at least provided for necessity whereas on our part it may fall out otherwise for this reason it was that plato wisely made a law that before marriage to determine of the fitness of persons the judges should see the young men who pretended to it stripped stark naked and the women but to the girdle only when they come to try us THEY DO NOT, PERHAPS, FIND US WORTHY OF THEIR CHOICE. EX PERTOLATUS MADIDOQUE SIMILIMELORO INGUINE NEC LOSA STARE COACTIMANU decerit IMBELIS THALAMOS. AFTER USING EVERY ENDEAVOUR TO AROUSE HIM TO ACTION, SHE QUITS THE barren COUCH. MARSHAL 758. Tis not enough that a man's will be good. Weakness and insufficiency lawfully break a marriage. Et quaerundum aliunde foret nervosius illid, quod posset zonam solvere virginiam, and seeks a more vigorous lover to undo her virgin zone. Catullus, sixty seven, twenty seven. Why not, according to her own standard, and amorous intelligence? more licentious and active. Si blando nequiat superesse labore. If his strength be unequal to the pleasant task. Virgil Georgics 3, 127. But is it not great impudence to offer our imperfections and imbecilities where we desire to please and leave a good opinion and esteem of ourselves? For the little that I am able to do now... Ad unum mollus opus, fit but for once. Horace, Epodes 1215. I would not trouble a woman that I am to reverence and fear. Fuge suspicare, cuis unde num trepida aetas, aitas clouderly lustrum. Fear not him whose eleventh lustrum is closed. Horace, Odes 2 412 limits it to the eighth nature should satisfy herself in having rendered this age miserable without rendering it ridiculous too i hate to see it for one poor inch of pitiful vigor which comes upon it but thrice a week to strut and set itself out with as much eagerness as if it could do mighty feats a true flame of flax and laugh to see it so boil and bubble, and then in a moment so congealed and extinguished. This appetite ought to appertain only to the flower of beautiful youth. Trust not to its seconding that indefatigable, full, constant, magnanimous ardor you think in you, for it will certainly leave you in a pretty corner. But rather transfer it to some tender, bashful, and ignorant boy who yet trembles at the rod and blushes. Indum sanguineo veliti we allower at ostro si well mister rubent ubililia malta alborosa. As Indian ivory streaked with crimson or white lilies mixed with the damask rose, Aeneid 1267 who can say till the morning without dying for shame behold the disdain of the fair eyes of her who knows so well his fumbling impertinence et tacati fecari tamen convicia voltis though she nothing say her looks betray her anger avat amores one seven twenty one has never had the satisfaction and the glory of having cudgeled them till they were weary with the vigorous performance of one heroic night. When I have observed any one to be vexed with me, I have not presently accused her levity, but have been in doubt, if I had not reason rather to complain of nature. She has doubtless used me very uncivilly and unkindly. Si non longa satis, si non bene mentula crossa, nimirum sapient, videnque parvam matronae quoque mentulam illibenter. The first of these verses is the commencement of an epigram of VETERUM Poetarum Catalecta, and the two others are from an epigram in the same collection, Ad matrones. They describe untranslatably Montaigne's charge against nature indicated in the previous passage, and done me a most enormous injury. Every member I have, as much one as another, is equally my own, and no other more properly makes me a man than this. I universally owe my entire picture to the public. The wisdom of my instruction consists in liberty, in truth, in essence, disdaining to introduce those little feigned common and provincial rules into the catalogue of its real duties, all natural, general, and constant, of which civility and ceremony are daughters indeed, but illegitimate. We are sure to have the vices of appearance. When we shall have had those of essence when we have done with these we run full drive upon the others if we find it must be so for there is danger that we shall fancy new offices to excuse our negligence towards the natural ones and to confound them and to manifest this is it not seen that in places where faults are crimes crimes are but faults that in nations where the laws of decency are most rare and most remiss, the primitive laws of common reason are better observed. The innumerable multitude of so many duties stifling and dissipating our care. The application of ourselves to light and trivial things diverts us from those that are necessary and just oh how these superficial men take an easy and plausible way in comparison of ours these are shadows wherewith we palliate and pay one another but we do not pay but inflame the reckoning towards that great judge who tucks up our rags and tatters above our shameful parts and suckles not to view us all over even to our inmost and most secret orgers. It were a useful decency of our maidenly modesty could it keep him from this discovery in fine Whoever could reclaim man from so scrupulous a verbal superstition would do the world no great disservice Our life is divided betwixt folly and prudence Whoever will write of it, but what is reverend and canonical will leave above the one half behind I do not excuse myself to myself, and if I did, it should rather be for my excuses that I would excuse myself than for any other fault. I excuse myself of certain humors, which I think are more strong in number than those that are on my side, in consideration of which I will further say this, for I desire to please everyone, though it will be hard to do. Ese unum hominum accommodatum ad tantam morum, axermonum, voluntatem varietatem. For a man to conform to such a variety of manners, discourses, and will, Quintus Cicero, de Petitione Consulis, Capit. Fourteen. That they ought not to condemn me for what I make authorities, received and approved by so many ages to utter, and that there is no reason that, for want of rhyme, they should refuse me the liberty they allow even the churchmen of our nation and time, and these amongst the most notable, of which here are two of their brisk verses. RIMULA DISPERIUM NI MONOGRAMMA TUEST ENVIE D'AMI LA CONTENTE ET BIENTETE Saint-Gelais, Oeuvre Poétique, page 99, edition of Lyon, 1574. Besides how many others? I love modesty, and tis not out of judgment that I have chosen this scandalous way of speaking, tis nature that has chosen it for me. I commend it not, no more than other forms that are contrary to common use but I excuse it, and by circumstances, both general and particular, alleviate its accusation. End of section 11. Recording by Malone.